Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So as we're recording this, it's um, sort of the middle of June in 2020. So if you're looking back at this and you hear that the year is 2020, you may have some sense of the just kind of the, the oh, is it unprecedented year we've been having. Um, that's the, the it seems to be the term that's been that's been thrown around a lot, and it's I mean I, it's like I don't even know where to begin for all the things that are happening that are are a, are, are not normal are atypical are significant are emotional are frustrating, um, and so right as we were sort of this, the year starts out and um, we start to have the coronavirus outbreak and it totally upends everything and causes widespread you know both just sort of sickness and and you know just like tragedy. Um, and as right as we sort of get to the point where we start to perhaps slightly see the, the end of this and things open up, there's all of the, I don't know, all of the awfulness going on, uh, I don't even know where, like, where, sort of how to describe it all, but like the, the, un, the, the issues around sort of racism in the U S and police brutality and the way those things are are reacted to and the protests around that and all of these things come together and probably it's worth saying it's like i think seriously marco and i like we are we are firmly against racism and in all of its guises uh, sort of structural and personal and all of the awful things that are happening there and but as a result of all of those things like there is it just at least i can speak for myself that there is just this general sense of difficulty and challenge and i it's as a as it relates to my work, it's been very difficult in you know, this last six months to be productive, to get the normal amount of work done that I would kind of hope to do um, or expect myself to do or want to do. Like there's just, it's really hard to want to focus or be able to focus on the things that relate to my job when it feels like everything around you is like falling apart and going crazy and everything's awful. Um, and it seemed like a, a topic, though, that it's probably worth just discussing and kind of talking through a kind of some observations around what the impacts of having these kind of external factors in the world that are big and significant and weighty um, can have on you emotionally and how they can relate to your productivity and your work. Um, and then also just sort of on the more positive side is hopefully to kind of talk about some of the strategies and things that you can do that I've done that Mark has done that have helped um, that, you know, many of these things it's when it's something is happening outside um, in the world more generally, like there's only so much that we can do to like affect change to that um, and to like eliminate it. It isn't like I'm sitting in a chair that's uncomfortable. And if I go and get a new chair, suddenly my work environment can be more productive or more, you know, so sort of more comfortable. You know, if these are situations that are broad and wide in the world, there's not, there aren't these like simple and easy quick fixes, but there are certainly strategies and things that we can do to mitigate the effect on us and to help us both kind of just emotionally and, you know, sort of our mental health as well as our productivity um, and our ability to continue doing our jobs in the midst of things that, um, make that really difficult yeah because ultimately you know as as dave said like this has been a really messed up year so far and the the major factors uh you know basically being you know COVID 19 and the black lives matter protests against police brutality like that that's not likely to go away quickly like the, these problems aren't just going to be solved tomorrow and will everything will go back to quote normal that's not going to happen and 
any return to something closer to normal is going to just take time. It's going to be a gradual process, and it's you know it's already been months. I mean, we we talked about doing this episode months ago, and we, we kept having other things to talk about, but like it's already been months that we've been quarantined and and going through the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic and and all this all those things. So like this is such a not normal time that I personally, I know, and I know many people out there have had trouble. I personally have had a lot of trouble getting any work done whatsoever. And I think that's okay. You know, as like, like when we first started out with the quarantine, certainly one of the fastest issues we had to face was what do we do about school? Cause you know, we, we both have children. Um, you had a different situation than I do. Uh, my situation was, you know, my, my kid went to a public school. He goes to a regular, regular school, and he, his school was closed. And so everyone just start, started doing basically, like, web remote teaching and web remote learning. So he has to do, like, video chats and fill out worksheets and everything. And that's been difficult for everyone, for the teachers, for the students, for the parents, because nobody was prepared for that. It's a hugely different shift in how things have to work. Everybody has to do things they haven't done before in ways they haven't done before, and it's it was extremely disruptive. And, you know, the question certainly arose of, like, what should – how much work should your children be doing during this time? Like, how, how much should you try to stick with school? And for some people, you know, school is what makes their kids feel normal. And, and so they tried to do, like, as, as structured of a day as possible for their kids – and for other people, their kids don't thrive in, in a school environment and school is stressful and, and moving it to home and trying to reproduce as much of the school day as possible at home was a source of stress for a lot of people, not a source of normalcy and structure. And so you had to kind of make a judgment call based on who you knew your kid to be of like, do we make them work a lot or do we make them work just what they need to do bare minimum and let them kind of chill for the rest of the time and i think back like nobody you know nobody looks back on periods of disasters or tragedies or wars or things like that no one looks back on that time later and says i wish i was more productive during that time like it's a these are serious times where serious stuff is going on much of which is negative and it's okay during that time to not overwork yourself or your kids or whatever, your employees. It's totally okay to not overwork people. In fact, you should be doing the opposite. You should be underworking yourself during this time because there's a lot to process and deal with in the world right now. There are major shifts happening all around us. There are major, you know, heavy, dark times happening and Many things have become more difficult or more time-consuming for for us to handle at home um, or, or at work. And so we need to leave space to breathe and to relax and to process this and, and to have, like, some time off. And the good thing is that what most of us do – I think one of, the, one of the unintentional positive side effects of the quarantine period has been that a lot of the stuff that we used to do day-to-day – that we told ourselves we had to do, we actually don't have to do, or we can get away with doing a lot less of it. <laughs> and and so um, I think we can apply a lot of that to our indie lives as well. Indie life has been largely, for me, about trying to 
do as little work as possible, trying to commit to as little time requirement as possible of like, I don't want to have, I don't want to create a job for myself where I have to wake up and do six hours of work every single day. Otherwise the job falls apart. All right. It's, it's more bursty where if I want to go a day without doing any work whatsoever, that's okay. The work will, you know, the work will wait or, you know, the app will run itself to some degree. If I want to have a day where I do, or if, if I want to have a week where I do nothing, if I want to go on vacation, which is always a healthy thing, we've talked about that, I want to have a business where it can take a week of me not putting much or any time into it. With the quarantine, I think what we've seen is we we need even more slack in the system than we initially thought for certain large-scale disasters um, like this. And I've been fortunate that my, like, for, I mean, geez, for the whole first month, I didn't really do anything. I got almost no work done for like a month. And nothing bad happened to my business. It was fine. My business, like, my app is in a stable-ish state. Everything was fine. Usage went down. Money went down a little bit, but it wasn't, like, fatally so. And so everything was just running kind of in, like, you know, stable mode, waiting for whenever I, whenever I want to work on it next. And it's really great to put yourself in a position where you can have that kind of slack in your business, where you can have that kind of like built in buffer on everything and be like, all right, it's okay if I don't work for a little while. And, you know, the business won't die. The, my, my app won't stop working. You know, everything will be fine. And all those like feature updates that you want to do or redesigns or whatever, you know what? Maybe those can wait. Does it really matter if you, re- you redesign the app this year or next year? You know, does it really matter if you add this feature that 10% of your people are asking for now or in a year from now? Probably not, all right? So ultimately, I think it's very valuable to let you let yourself recognize that these are not normal times and give yourself the room to breathe and, and give yourself time off and not to beat yourself up over it because, again, like I, I think in... in five years from now no one's gonna be looking back at this time and saying wow i really wish i added two more features during the quarantine yeah and it's i feel like so much of these like it makes me think of one of the the best analogies i ever have sort of have or the the analogy that i find useful for myself in terms of understanding my like i don't know my my capacity for doing things um is to think of like my 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 like my life is like this, I have a box and I can choose which things I put into that. And it's like, I can put in sleep and I can put in exercise and I can put in eating. I can put in relationships. I can put in work. I can put in all of the various like homework, whatever those things are that I need to do. But the box, the, like the size of the box is, is sort of outside of my control that the, you know, the, and, and in many ways, like you have situations like this where like suddenly I feel like the box got smaller and it got smaller because of the like emotional strain and the uncertainty and the difficulty that sort of surrounds what we're doing. And it's like at a certain point you have to decide, well, what are you going to, what are you going to take out? Um, what are you going to not you sort of, what are you going to take out of the box because the box is too small? Like it can't hold as much as it used to. And it's a, that, 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 that calculus is really complicated, but it's like, it's one of those things. There is no, way to change that like you can't just like sit sort of like the old thing of oh i wish i had 25 hours in a day it's like you 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 can't um like there there and sort of trying to 
sort of fake it by working like like working extra hours it's like all you're doing is you're taking oh you're taking away from sleep probably or you're taking away from relationships or you're taking away from something else like ultimately everything has to balance out and i think what's it certainly is everyone's situation is different and i think it is certainly one of the great things that i'm very appreciative of of the kind of the a, typ- a typical sort of software development life cycle is such that it is one that has a lot of slack in it, that it is a situation where if I need to take out several units of software development so that I can make sure that I don't have to take out any of my you know, so sort of sleep or well-being or relationships or connection, like I can leave all those in the box and I can take out some work right now. Like that is a tremendously like fortunate place to be. And obviously that that's dependent on the kind of work you do. And even if you are an independent developer, if you're doing a lot of consulting work or something like that, where even if it's, you know, even sort of in the most specific cases, if it's like hourly consulting, that there's like a very fixed number of hours that you need to, to be sitting down working on a project, like maybe you don't have that flexibility to be able to do that. But there's a certainly is important to understand that ever all of these things are going to be this necessary trade-off that like whatever you, you know you, you you have to decide what are the things that you're going to allow you what you're going to choose to put into the box and understand that when things are are, are, are all turned upside down like that calculus and that choice is going to be harder um, and unfortunately most of the things that you can do to kind of try, if you want to try and keep your productivity normal in an unnormal time are going to ultimately probably make it worse in the long term that if you take like it's very very normal right now to feel emotional uh, in, in in big ways and that can be all kinds of different emotions but like it's going to the just general latent emotional state right now at least for myself is very much higher than you know it was perhaps a year ago um and so like understand that but like if i don't if, if I decide to, ins- like, instead of taking out work, if I took out sleep or exercise or diet or those types of things um, and just, like, left left all my work in there, my emotional state is, all, is, in, is sort of necessarily going to suffer. And ultimately, like, that's – it's going to be counterproductive, that I'm going to eventually not be able to do that, um, especially in a situation like this where it isn't a short-term fixed duration, like, sprint. It's this very open-ended, who knows how long – um, situation and so it's like you have to we have to be planning and making choices that allow us to be as best it's like the best situation that we can do for as long as we can and like it's also really something that's also probably worth saying is it's also really a c- common thing at least for myself to not know what i should be doing um, that it's easy you know like if I, I for me to like have a nice picture of like i have this box and i have these different boxes that i want to put inside of it and i can kind of sit there and i can play the play the jenga game of what i want to put in and what i want to take out um but the reality is is very often i often just feel like i don't know what i'm doing and i don't know what to do and i think in those situations it's certainly like there are things that um i find the, the easiest things to start with are the things that you know will sort of build you up into things that will encourage you and improve your physical and mental health and putting those things in first um, and then seeing what you sort of what you have left to make decisions with is a great place to, I think, start kind of just filtering through these big feelings and dealing with like, what do you what do you do when everything's going crazy? It's like start with the things that, you know, kind of make it better for you. And if, if ultimately like other, like other things fall out and things don't get put back in the box, like that's totally fine. And that's totally normal. Yeah, totally. 
We are sponsored this week by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's entire infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide so far. They just opened up a new one recently in Sydney, Australia. All of them feature their enterprise-grade hardware, their new S3-compatible storage option, and their next-generation network. And Linode delivers the performance that you need at a surprisingly good price. You can get started today on Linode with a $20 credit for our listeners. You can get access to everything they offer. Their plans start at just $5 a month. They have all sorts of plans above and beyond that, depending on what your needs might be. So things like dedicated CPU plans, GPU compute plans, block storage, object storage, all sorts of amazing features at Linode. They have one-click installs of popular apps like WordPress or a LAMP stack or Minecraft servers, so much more. I've been a customer of Linode myself for eight years now, and I love being a Linode customer. They've been a great value the entire time I've been with them. They are always continuing to become a great value over time. Their support is great. I have something like 30 servers there, and I've never had any major problems with them. I've really used a lot of hosts in my day, and there's a reason I've stuck with them for the longest, because they're just the best. Go to linode.com slash radar and use promo code undertheradar2020 when creating a new Linode account, and you will get a $20 credit towards your next project. They're also hiring right now, linode.com slash careers, if that interests you. Otherwise, once again, linode.com slash radar, promo code undertheradar2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, one thing I, I was I've been helped by a lot during this time is that you know, like as developers, we know that there's some work that's just not very fun to do that we have to do, like fixing some kind of obscure deep crash and something that affects 1% of your people. Like that's, that's not fun. Or like adopting some new Apple technology that like you kind of have to, but you haven't been looking forward to like, oh great, they deprecated this entire old API and I have to replace it with this new thing. Like there's certain kind of just like grunt work involved here. There's also fun stuff. Like everyone loves starting a new project, right? Like new, new stuff is always yes, fun. People love starting new projects. I can yeah. absolutely <laughs> confirm this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, new projects, new features, new apps, you know, new little fun stuff. That's more like, you know, that's like the ice cream of development. Like, it's like everyone loves that part. <laughs> like, starting the new stuff is great. You know, grinding away at, at, you know, maintenance or old stuff is, is less fun. And so, you know, you mentioned before, like, you know, trying to figure out like what you want to do during this time. One thing that helped me a lot is, I wrote the entire ATP CMS in this time, and and it's been a, a large project. It's still ongoing because I'm building the membership stuff now. But like it's still ongoing, and like starting a new project, even though I've I've also been doing Overcast work at the same time, but just a lot less of it. Um, I've been f- focusing much more on the ATP stuff for for now because I needed something to get me out of the you know unproductivity funk that I was in for a month or more at the beginning of the quarantine, as I said, and I knew that like. Okay, just working on a bug fix version of Overcast is not going to do that. Um, and working on a brand new, totally different kind of project that was a lot of fun and it's you know smaller scope, easier in a lot of ways. That really got me going again. And I wouldn't say I'm like in a great state of mind in the middle of all this, but my state of mind was dramatically improved once I got going on that project. Once I like I broke the funk i i broke the like inactive depression period and i i shoved myself into this project that made me very happy you know and it's and exercise you know you mentioned exercise a minute ago and i'm sure we're going to talk more about it in a second but like 
one of the reasons why you, you know you want to exercise is that you feel good after you do it. For me, I also I feel that same you know that same kind of satisfaction when I've exercised my brain. And for a month, I didn't do that. And and so once I started exercising my brain again by having like these solid you know coding productivity days. I felt significantly improved on those days. And so I've tried to keep that going as much as I could because, again, you know, times like this, you know, you take whatever you can get. Yeah. And I mean, I think favorite projects are doing that, that, that work that you, like, there's just work that we enjoy as developers. Like, there, there's reasons why we got into this, this, this business in the first place. Like, there's certain kinds of problems, certain kinds of tasks that are just interesting and fun. And I definitely agree that I think this is a tremendously good opportunity to try just like try as best you can to work on that and if you have the the ability and the flexibility to do that like pick up a pick up a feature or a, a project or an idea that you kind of are excited about and it, it honestly is like if you have any excitement about anything when like it it feels like the world's falling apart like that's probably a good like like go with that you know like don't don't, don't let that spark go out like you know fan that flame as much as you can and take advantage of it because um, it's very like I find it's, it's very hard to force your force your mind to do something it doesn't want to do or it doesn't like feeling sort of excited or interested in doing. And eventually that sort of that that grunt work, that deep like bug fix that you're trying to find that affects a few number of people or like that kind of work, like eventually you're, you're probably going to have to do it. Um, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it's actually not as big of a deal as you thought. But the reality is like if you have something that's exciting to you, like go for it. I mean, that was the entire reason I just, like I just finished building this whole map, built an entire mapping system for the Apple watch and like from scratch, because it's like, it just like wedged in my brain. And I was like, I'm excited about, about this. I'm going to work on it. And I did. And I got felt productive. And just like you said, like there is something good and like whole, sort of like wholesome about building something and being productive and having that sense that you accomplish something that is a positive for your mental health and a positive for your ability to kind of like get back into the groove um, and maybe be able to t- tackle sort of less favorite projects. But I think like it's a great opportunity to think of that and to find things that um, you are that, that you have that kind of interest for like this is a, the perfect opportunity to do that and whatever that might be that can be small that could be big it can be learning something that you've been like wanting to learn for a, for a while but have been putting off like maybe now is an interesting time to do that um it's like it's just going to be very different for, for everyone but that's definitely something that i've been doing and it's certainly something that i'm like continuing to do that i you know like i keep putting off i like i have my list of features that are my like like sort of grown up like one day i'll need to deal with this bug features but the reality is i'm having much more fun and much more actual productivity like building new stuff that i think is interesting and like if, when, every time i pick up one of those features or these bugs that i need to track down i end up spending like four hours doing nothing like i just am like running around in hitting dead ends and my productivity and my ability to do that kind of work right now is just limited. Like, I feel like that's like the work you have to do when you're in like a prime state where everything is going right and everything is good. And if you're not in a prime state because everything around you is kind of not so good, um, like that's not the time to worry about those features. Like as best you can just put them off. But, and then, yeah, I think there's so many other things that I think we can do just kind of outside of the work itself too. That's like exercise is great just in terms of being active is just good for our well-being. Um, and I think especially now it is something that, um, is just an important, especially if it's so hard to be outside that whatever fitness looks like for you, but like you can do some amount of exercise 
in any amount of space. Like you don't need a huge amount of space or equipment or situation to just be up and active and get your blood flowing. And like that has just tremendous um, positive effects on you. And I think another sort of related thing is just the importance of taking breaks where like, and then fitness and exercise can is a great break to take. And that's a nice short thing to say, like, and maybe in the middle of the day, I'm going to stop and I'm going to, you know, do a hundred jumping jacks or whatever it might be like do 10 push ups. Like that doesn't actually matter what you're doing, but taking breaks from your work and sort of like exercise is a great place to, to do that. And that can be a short thing or a long thing or, you know, but like being able to just giving yourself permission that you don't need to be like nose to the grindstone, um, the, the whole time. And even better is perhaps is if you can take those breaks and combine sort of exercise and nature, um, like going for a walk outside, going for a run, going for a bike ride, whatever like is appropriate for your situation. But certainly I find that just being outside and, you know, being around nature is just very soothing um, in general. And so something that I think is a very uh, apt and effective thing, if that's something that's possible for you, you know, for, for, for you to do right now, it's a great way to kind of take a break and reset and just lower the I don't even know. I feel like it lower, like it lowers my anxiety when I'm just sort of out in nature. So it's something that I, I've certainly a strategy that I've been using a lot recently to try and um, help. Yeah, I, I've I've been doing all that as well because you know there's there's real reasons for this. Like there's actual body chemistry and body health improvements that happen when you get any exercise or when you get sunlight and fresh air like the this is not just mumbo jumbo like hippie stuff this is actually like real science (laughs) your body actually is healthier and happier when you have exercise and fresh air and sunlight uh so you know do what you can again it's like because we're in a hard time you know we keep saying like just do what you can to improve things for yourself and to get through it that this is part of that like give yourself the best chance to feel good as as good as you can uh by indulging yourself in the things that you like the work that you like the activities that you like and by giving your body the chemistry it needs to be happy through things like exercise and sunlight um so yeah and i think also i think it's a very very useful thing to keep in mind as 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 you're saying earlier like if you just didn't work on your app for a year how bad would that actually be like would would you go out of business would everyone immediately stop buying it like Possibly if you're in like a rough state, but probably not. Like most most apps could take a long time without major updates and be fine business wise. You know, you do the updates usually because you want to or because you, you want to remain competitive or whatever. But like you don't actually have to do that as much as you might think. Um, so that that's something to keep in mind as well. And then finally, I think the timing of this, assuming that the rest of the year might be closer to normal, which granted is not a safe assumption but um but assuming that like that the worst is probably behind us this is this is actually a really good time for this in the year because we've talked about before like the seasonality of being an app developer and how right before wbdc like for the few months before it is a great time to not be doing a whole bunch of major changes to your app because the whole world that we rest on is about to shift when I, you know when WBC happens and then we have the summer of betas and the fall of releases and new hardware so like this ha- this has always been a good time of year for us to do more exploratory work or try new projects or you know back off and do something fun while we wait for WBC so the timing of this is actually really good and then as we lead into WBC in a couple of weeks now 
Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, like, first of all, how big of a year does this end up being for Apple? Because they've had challenges, too, you know, because they've also been quarantined and slowed down and delayed probably in a lot of ways. So we don't know how big of a year it's going to be for the APIs and for the platforms and and later on for the hardware. Uh, But it's interesting to think, like, we've had all this time that we could have been doing all this exploratory stuff. And for the next few weeks, we still can with basically no burden from Apple on, like, you better hurry up and adopt this thing because, like, right now we don't know what that is yet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think just it's honestly, I'm just excited about seeing what what gets announced. Like one of my favorite things is coming up with, I like, it's like what I was talking about with like finding a favorite project or finding something interesting. Like WWDC is like, that is, that is ground zero for that. Like here is Apple coming up and saying, here's all the, this new interesting stuff that we think you should try and explore. It's like, hooray. Like that, that I'm really just looking forward to, um, doing that, and I think I, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is a year where it works well to be a bit more like exploratory and enjoy that, and um, like especially if there's some, some new thing that you think is really cool and interesting, like go for it. If, if you're if you're excited about it, like it's a great time to um, dive into that. And I mean, I do hope that like it, it, it there is also something I will say that is kind of slightly comforting to me about the thought of a WWDC keynote that like that has been such a fixture in my life for so long that the kind of, there is something like, I don't know, like normative about it, that it makes me hopeful that like, it'll be an experience and I'll like, I, I know what to expect and I know what comes next. And hopefully if the sort of like, we're getting into a more stable place and that like will be a great opportunity to hopefully kind of have a, this mid-year reset um, and kind of redecide what I wanted to work on the rest of the year and just see where it goes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it as well for all the same reasons because you know as, as you said like this is like the the fun part of development so often is that new stuff new projects like <laughs> go, go to xcode file a new project and and try something totally new and beta season is a is an especially fun time to do that so i'm looking forward to that to the um the escape that'll provide and, and to the the you know little opportunities for satisfaction that we get afterwards yeah so hopefully it's a good year. Our next show will be after the keynote, so we will know a lot more about it, and we'll do it about that. So we will talk to you then, and have a wonderful two weeks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.